Hey there, everybody. Hope you're doing great. It is August 25th, 2021. The reason why I put the date on here is because we've been talking about digital disruption, how to create a team culture in a socially distant world. So let's first hear a word from our sponsor. We'll come right back, dig into all the details that you need to know as a leader. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to do this, so I'm putting it together uh, in a Word document, going to put it together, uh, share it with some people that I work with, but I thought I'd put it out here in a podcast format, just because it's a little bit easier for me to be able to dictate things um, as it as it comes out of my mouth. So um, really the, the heart of this, the purpose, the purpose of the digital disruption is that I want to be able to leave a legacy by positively impacting um, others by being able to give some thoughts on the way that you need to be doing business now in 2021 and into the future. So the reason right now is that we are going through one of the biggest shifts, I would say, when you look at kind of the history of business, really since the industrial revolution of going to like a combustible engine, um, and then of course going to um, go from more of an agricultural to an industrial uh, economy, and then a shift then in the 90s when we went to a um, technological advancement because of, um, you know, the, the PC, the, you know, the... The, the internet that was coming around and then the biggest one right now is what I'll call the um, digital disruption the internet revolution so as we look at that the the big thing here as is to be able to identify that the way that people have been um, for the last year and a half, almost two years, billions of people have been living, working, connecting, buying, and even socially engaging in some form of digital format. And they were forced to, based on the global pandemic that we just went through, um, kids went to school, people graduated from um, secondary education or university, other people got their first job remotely <laughs> without ever even seeing the actual office building or their coworkers except via Microsoft Teams or some kind of Zoom or video format. And so because of that, that digital disruption, people were became electronically accepting of being able to work in that kind of capacity. So now, as we think about going into the future, a lot of people have this attitude, well, we got to get our people back to the office so we can create that winning culture. However, the reality is that people have tasted the flexibility of work from home, and they like it, and it's here to stay. They prove that they were productive and efficient, and that they can not only drive business, but they can get it done. That... Now, we'll talk about some different ways to be able to be innovative because I think if we continue to have meetings where it's show up and throw up, we'll find ourselves really lacking the ability to drive business innovatively into the future. But that is a topic that we're going to address here a little bit later. So when we look at the, um, if we can kind of agree that the way that we learn, live, play, and work and consume has been different for the last year and a half, two years. And right now we're not out of this uh, COVID-19 Delta variant uh, situation. And so that might last even longer. 
And so there's, if we can agree that there's no going back to a normal, right? There's no going back to the offices being full the way that they used to. And so we need to be able to adjust the way that we're doing things. Uh, the biggest thing that I see is in the how. And so the way I want to break it down is, is into two topics. First, let's address the employees and how they're dealing with things. And then we can address how uh, we're, we, can, we can connect with, with our uh, customers or clients in um, a way for them to be able to feel a part of that um, business. So the next one, though, is when it comes to events. So there's going to be the in-person ways that we can connect with our employees and our clients, and then there's going to be the non-digital, right? So, uh, sorry, in-person and then the digital. So let's first talk about the in-person with the employees. One of the crucial things is to be able to find out with your employees how many are looking forward to coming to an office, right? So if I'm a single individual and I live at home, Sometimes coming to the office is a nice break from the monotony. I can <clears throat> be in a different room. I can see different walls. And so working from home might not be that enticing. At the same time, understand that some people that are single love the idea that they can, you know, if they have uh, a couple cats and a dog or, you know, they have some uh, some little, uh, little ones that they can hang out with them throughout the day. And that's a lot more uh, enjoyable for them. The other thing is, what does that new work week look like? Does it have to be five days in the office? Does it have to be a full day in the office? Can it be a part here and a part there? Uh, you know, part in the office, part at home. Can it be, you know, one day a week in the office and then the other four days you're working from home? I think every business has to have a look at this and say, okay, what do we actually need people to to be here for? Now, there's certain parts of retail that can't do this, right? That there's a function of their brick and mortar store that needs people to literally stock shelves, um, not digital shelves. They need people to be able to cash people out. Um, They need people to be able to, um, you know, run, run the till. Where if they also, though, have a digital format of this, that's a different thing and a different topic of conversation. So, again, as, we, as you think about your business and the industry that you're in, you're going to have to be able to adjust this conversation um, and the thought process and the strategies for what you're dealing with. So, as you think about these in-person um, events, can we be doing things to be able to create that camaraderie? Should we... Um, Typically, let's say you had a annual um, an annual meeting, right? Maybe in the in the summertime. Do now we change those to quarterly? Do now we change something to maybe like a monthly meeting? Maybe it's um, you know connecting uh, at a local coffee shop or a barbecue joint, right? So you can maybe. Um, leverage the culture of the city that you're in. So for example, uh, a lot of people are familiar with Austin, Texas has a lot of outdoor music events. Is that an opportunity on a monthly basis to say, Hey, if you want to join us Thursday night as a team, um, you know, first drinks on me or, you know, or, um, or, you know, meals on me, um, let's meet at this restaurant and then we'll go to see this live performance. That's easily to be done in some of these places that have outdoor, um, outdoor music in Houston. Houston, there's a variety of different ethnicities and cultures. It's actually one of the most diverse cities in the United States. And so it could be, let's do, let's do a tour of restaurants. So, you know, January, we're going to do Korean and February, we're going to do uh, Italian and uh, March, we're going to do um, Indian food. And, and then, you know, and, and again, it goes on and on. You, you get the picture of what you can do. It might be going to Top Golf. It might be going to um, the escape room. You're, you're going to be doing things as a, as a team that's going to help you connect beyond those digital f- platforms. And that's the idea that you want to start looking at the, some different events that you can do safely and comfortably and 
the other thing is that if people don't feel comfortable doing those things, we have to have a different expectation of who's going to be coming to those things and understanding that there's no – if someone doesn't feel comfortable coming in person, they have to know that they can have an out and that there's not a repercussion for not being able to go to an in-person event. The other thing that I think of for our employees is if some of them are remote working in a satellite office, maybe they're by themselves. Uh, we have this in, in, in our in our industry. Maybe there's an opportunity for us to be able to go to them to see where they are working in their office and in their space and maybe break bread with them out, you know, have a restaurant at a local um, local place where they are. And I found this to be extremely insightful when I was meeting with one of our top advisors. Um, he, he's about 90 minutes away from um, downtown Houston, maybe two hours actually from downtown Houston, but about 90 minutes from where I live. And he told me in his last 29 years, um, and he, you know, I've, I've been only engaging shortly for the last, um, for the last three, two months, three months, th- no, since June, um, May, May, June, July, now August, four months, and I've already visited him once. Previous leadership only came twice, and the previous uh, leadership before that never came because he never respected him and didn't want him to come to the office. So, And he was just tickled pink that I would come out to his community. And so I find that for some of our um, you know, longtime employees that they would really appreciate that face-to-face you coming to them, Okay. Now, when we start thinking about how do we do an in-person for clients, again, can we do something like um, reach out to the local zoo and see if we can, we can meet there? Or can we uh, talk to a, a museum? Can we talk to um, uh, you know, a, a, baseball, a baseball team or you know, a sporting event? Could we do something else in terms of um, getting into a conference hall and, and holding something, maybe a, a musical or a play? Or maybe we could just rent a, a, a large convention hall for our team to be able to just meet socially. Maybe it's maybe it's like a poker night, and so everybody that maybe hits certain goals, they get basically uh, fun money, and that 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 fun money then can be used for their chips that they could utilize at different uh, you know uh, poker tables, if you will. And just to be able to again, you're, what you're doing is you're creating events and activities where you're being able to connect with each other in a social way, because our Zoom meetings and our um, Microsoft Team meetings are still going to be surrounded in business. We'll talk about how we can leverage innovation again another way. But that's where we're dealing with business and talking about business. But yet we're missing the waterhole, right? So we need to be able to create that. And more likely than not, it's going to be away from the office. I know at our office, we can't share the Keurig machine. We can't share uh, the, the the water um we have a filter watering machine, so no one can no one can share that yet because we're not yet at that level um, here in Houston. And so, um, as you think about those events that you could do as client appreciation events, that's a way that you could bring people in in a way that's really meaningful. The other thing that comes to mind is definitely reaching out to somebody that does uh, marketing from a uh, promotional marketing, and can you have some really fun giveaways? Right. So right now we're in 2021. Can you be giving people masks? Can you that have your logo on them? Can you be giving people pens with your logos on them and a phone number and an email address. So that way it's just not a pen. But And, and, and the reason for the pen is because now they're cleaning pens, right? So you, 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 they, they literally kind of don't want you to keep them. So you're basically giving people pens that they can keep. And that, um, again, as we think about those in-person events um, with clients and or employees, what can we be doing differently 
or with greater organization to be able to have a more lasting impact. Right now, a lot of people have moved their digital meetings just to an online experience. So if they were typically having a weekly meeting, they just moved that format and translated it to a Zoom meeting. And what's happened in that transition is they might have lost that typical camaraderie, that natural conversation that occurs when people are next to each other in, in the same room. And so in order to create that, it might be necessary to have people present something. It might be um, advantageous to split up the meeting in different sections where you might, you are no longer the dominant communicator in that meeting, even though in a face-to-face model, that's typically what it was, where there's more of a training and development and coaching session. It might be more of a collaborative conversation now that you're doing it in a digital format. The other thing that I think of is how can you be leveraging sharing of the screen the websites, the PowerPoint presentation with subtitles, by the way, especially for those that might be speaking a different language is a really cool uh, concept. Um, the other one is uh, videos, um, being able to share the, the sounds, the motivation, the music, and which maybe didn't make sense as much face-to-face, but is more impactful as you might be waiting for people at the beginning part of a Zoom meeting. These different opportunities allow you to show and tell and not show up and throw up the information. At the same time, as we have a look at what we're doing in a digital format, are there some different things that you can do to make it shorter and more impactful? The hour-long meeting no longer needs to be one hour. If we're just basically getting everybody on the same page, can that be done in 20 minutes or in 30? If you want it to be collaborative, we can talk about that here in the next conversation, in the next segment. An innovation meeting needs to be created as a standalone meeting where it's a brainstorming session to talk about a specific problem or problems addressed by the team. And you want people to be able to know coming in that they want to have their cameras on. They want to be able to have their microphone almost, if they can, always on the unmute uh, area. So that way it can be properly facilitated and properly communicated. You, you want everybody's voice to be heard. Now, you, you want the, the facilitator not to bring any other junk into the meeting, right? So if, it, if there's a report that needs to be done or there's some uh, other um, pieces of the process, you want to leave that out. So that way this meeting can be f- purely based on innovative strategies. And having it be more of a brainstorming session allows um, the, the attitude of not to shoot anything down, that every opportunity or business strategy is on the table. And in that way, you're going to create a more open space in that digital realm. The other thing is you can have someone scribe some of this information down. You can do it on the whiteboard if you're using Zoom. Also, understand that not every leader 
is a good facilitator of something like this. Being able to ask people questions, being able to dig in a little bit more if the thought wasn't completely um, formula, uh, formulated and communicated, you need a strong facilitator. It might be helpful to go to the outside and ask a consultant to be able to help you run this kind of meeting, maybe a business coach in your local community or literally somebody that is a consultant to be able to make sure that you're looking at um, problems or blind spots. That's probably one of the biggest things that businesses aren't looking at is what could actually take me out? What business could come along and annihilate us? That really comes into play when you start thinking about the taxis in major cities. Did they even think about a concept of Uber or Lyft? Did the hotels even think about a concept of Airbnb? Um, but if they ever had a strategy session, could people have thought of this blind spot that could have came out of nowhere and completely annihilated them? There's a multitude of just different examples of this. And so I want to be able to make sure that as you think about this innovative meeting, it helps to be able to have somewhat of a structure of an agenda um, in regards to the kind of the, the, the rules of engagement, if you will, in that innovative meeting. And then as long as the expectations are sent out ahead of time, people can come prepared with some different thoughts and strategies and ideas. And then that way they're able to just talk through things. And then the follow-up to that, maybe a week or two later, is to look at some of those. So people that maybe brought forth some different ideas, can they dig in a little bit further and find out if it's even viable? Is it even feasible for us to even have a look at that? That's where the true growth is going to occur, is the moment that people start looking at those brainstorming ideas, they're going to be able to identify if that actually makes sense and is even possible to do with the organization, with the talent that it actually exists within your organization. When you have a good innovative meeting, you'll have different strategies and execution tasks, tasks that are beyond the mundane that get people excited. Think of this like being an entrepreneur inside of your business, an intrapreneur, if you, if you will. And that way they're able to help drive a different strategy to hopefully get yourselves in a stronger position, not only now, but more so into the future. Sherm's out.